Welcome to episode 67 of Slaytanic Vercast. I'm Mo from France. And to my west, broadcasting live from, well, who knows where, my transponder unit that beams Dr. Lequesens to various parts of the world has failed me. I don't know where you are, Doc. Talk to me. Well, it's the strangest thing. Um, the transponder failed. That's all I can say. Mm. Um, and I... I, I I fell out of the vortex of pain um, mm-hmm. because, as as Nocturnus told me, I should do. I mastered the secrets of teleportation. Yes, um, and I, I was doing quite well for quite a while until this happened, and I, I fell out of the vortex of pain um, into a world of even more pain because it turns out I'm in lie. Oh Christ! I'm not surprised you, you can't get a fix on me. I'm not surprised the transponder doesn't work because, for our dear listeners out there, um, Lai is a part of the world. It, it, it's a, a town district change since about the time of the Industrial Revolution, by which I mean shortly before the Industrial Revolution and not shortly after it. So I don't think anything invented after the year 1812 works properly here. Now, Lai, for those that, 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 that don't know, is a very small town in the West Midlands, um, maybe 10, 10 miles from Birmingham, something like that, Doc? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's about right. Most famous for um, a proliferation a, pro- a proliferation of rather marvellous curry houses. Is that why you're there, Doc? Are you telling me lies? You, you've broken that trunk spot unit because you want a fucking curry instead of doing your fucking job. Tell the truth, Doc. Ah, r- rumbled again. Yeah, yeah Rumbled yeah. again. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, um, they're just about to tap the barrel at the Windsor Castle. Mm. Um, and um, after sipping my fill of like splendid micro brew ale, um, I shall waddle up Lye High Street. Um, and, and, and then I'll have an agonizing choice. Will it be Spice of Life? Will it be Camarans? Mm. Oh, um, yeah. And inevitably, as in ye olden days, the choice will be determined for me by which one has the best flaming balti pan sign hanging up <laughs> outside it. <laughs> yeah. If you remember, long ago, this was a source of great curiosity, uh, particularly between me and you, that always trying to work out, uh, like, was, was there a little workshop or a little factory somewhere that did nothing but make those flaming balti pan signs? <laughs> I mean, there must be, hadn't there? Yeah, there, there, there must be like a go-to um, neon sign manufacturer of flaming balti pans. Yeah, because I mean, at, at one point, it was possible to stand at the bottom of Lye High Street um, with Dilshad behind you, which had the mm. biggest and most impressive, and see another six or seven at the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's like it's like Las Vegas, in, but just in the Black Country. Well, I was thinking it was more like uh, sort of Fifty First Street in the late nineteen forties, yeah. except with neon signs advertising nightclubs, uh, like an endless procession of them. Um, it's an endless procession of neon signs uh, advertising places where you can buy, get get balti and eat it. A, a really, really good balti, by the way, Doc. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, when, when you have, you know, like in, 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 packed into such a into such a condensed area, maybe eight or ten restaurants, all ostensibly selling the same thing. Um, yes. You know, the 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 the, the, the impetus for competition to, to you know like raise the standard is remarkable yeah um and um on one occasion very late on a saturday night i'm, I'm pretty sure you must remember this um so many of our anecdotes appear to have and we've had a few beers that's right in the middle of them yeah. but then we had and <laughs> so we had 
Um, and um, reinvented the concept, which to this day, I'm sadly never made anything of, which was Balti Metal. Do you remember that? Balti Metal? No, I don't. Balti Metal, uh, which was a, a kind of, I suppose you'd call it either melodic death or possibly even classic heavy metal, mm-hmm. where the melody lines uh, would be based on the, the songs they played in Balti restaurants in Lai. Oh, and, and um, of course, the music in those kind of restaurants tends, tends to be kind of like the lighter end of Bangra, doesn't it? Or Indian film music. And oh, that's anyway, right. if you remember, th- there was a particular line um, that we we harmonised on for absolutely hours, and it went. We made that beautiful two-part guitar harmonies. Yeah, wonderful. So, um, you know, one of us will be playing, and the other one will be playing. <laughs> oh my so, god, it's, it's a genre just waiting to happen, though, honestly. Balti metal, mate. Balti metal. Come on. Um, now, we're having some technical difficulties tonight, dear listener. Um, so, if, if there are some kind of strange interruptions in the audio, we do apologize. Any, any kind of background Googling responsibilities will have to be handed over to the good doc here um but i'm sure he's up to the task doc do you want uh, a video game update before i do um, i just need to mention one thing i don't know if we discussed this at the time but it's crossed my mind many times since um that the first and possibly premium balti metal band I, I, i in my opinion should have been called nawab Nawab, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, my favourite Balti house in Wolverhampton when I lived there, which you know, which me and the ex uh, would go to on a far too frequent basis, <laughs> and the brilliant name of Shabab, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the one? Do you remember the one? In, in, <laughs> I believe in Briley Hill. Um, it had this most threatening sign. It was the full height at the front door, and it was in like it was all in black letters on white background, except for the one letter which was in red. It just said, "You will enjoy." You will enjoy. I do remember it. You will (laughs) enjoy. Yeah, that that, that puts me in mind of uh, legal gentleman man. You know, you'll never leave. (laughs) (laughs) Same shit, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, video game, Doc. Um, yes, go ahead. Need for Speed Rivals. The things I've done. A better person would feel bad. Me? I've got no apologies. Need for Speed, are we familiar with this franchise, Doc? Uh, well, I assume it's the the franchise that began with the spectacularly dumb and spectacularly enjoyable moving star, uh, movie starring the a particular guilty pleasure of mine, Vin Diesel, am I right? Well, no, that's Fast and the Furious you're talking about. Oh, um, so, you, so it is, so you're, you're right.
go for a little ride. But but there, there is a Need for Speed film, and that starred uh, Aaron Paul, I think. They took everything from me. I do not fear, for you are with me. All those who defied me shall be ashamed and disgraced. Those who wage war against me shall perish. I will find strength, find guidance, and I will triumph. I think, but because it's a movie based on a video game, inevitably it is utter shit um because that's that that is just the rule um need for speed is a a really really long-running franchise it predates fast and the furious i'm pretty sure um and there'd be many iterations on it but ultimately it's a street racer game um so it's an arcade racer need for speed rivals the twist here is you play as both the street racers and the cops. Um, so, you know, to, to, to get maximum enjoyment from it, um, you kind of have to play through the game twice, effectively. Once, sure. and, and, and so you can start as, as either one. You can either start as the racers or start as the cops. Um, and, you know, and, and inevitably, you, you, the side you choose determines the um, the nature of your missions. Are you evading the cops? You know, are you racing rivals, rival street gangs? Or are you hunting down the racers, you know, and are you trying to reach crimes in, 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 in kind of record time, in time trial kind of stuff? It's really, good. it's really, really good fun. The only thing I don't like about it is it has this thing, which is this pernicious new thing that's entered the console gaming um, environment in the last five or six years, which is called Persistent Online. I hate it, Doc. I fucking hate it. I want to be able to press pause on my game when I want to go for a piss or when I want to make a cup of tea or, you know, fill up my next pint of whiskey. I want to be able to press pause when I fucking choose. This persistent online is is so aggravating. It makes no sense. What, so you, you literally can't pause it? Mm-hmm. No, you can't. No, you hit pause and you get kind of a, um, like a, like, almost like a menu screen. But in the background, the game's still going on. Huh. It's really aggravating, Doc. I, I, I have no idea for the rationale, um, what what they're thinking. Um, it 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 it's it's to do with the. I, I kind of roughly understand it. It's to do with the fact that you can interact with other game, you know, other people playing the game, on a permanent basis, and so to make that true, 
you can't have a pause state. Okay. I kind of get that. But I'm not interested in playing with other fucking gamers. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a misanthropic bastard. I want to play my stupid fucking video games by myself in a darkened room, you know, <laughs> surrounded by empty gin bottles and <laughs> and fuck the world, you know. I actually get a bit of a shudder, um, yeah. like when I hear about things like that that are sort of pretty much designed to make people not be able to stop doing what is that, that what, what it is that not they're doing. be able to turn it off basically um, and this goes back to i think my second year at university when i came back for summer term and yeah. i didn't witness this um but some of the people who had access to the computer lab where off hours it was kind of a blind eye was turned to people playing playing online games now, yeah. I, I don't know what games there were because we're talking about like 1993 i expect Doom, I fucking hope. Right. Um, yeah. And anyway, um, a guy had died in there. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, well, this, of, this, this, um, this. Of, and, and, and he'd, he died of kidney failure caused by excess salt and sugar. Yeah. Well, this happens, you know, you'd certainly hear about this happening in China and Korea, South Korea, you know, on a semi-regular basis. Um, yeah. You know, p- people going into internet cafes and hooking up to some kind of persistent online game and the staff only realising they're dead, you know, when, when the body <laughs> finally fucking slumps over. Jesus Christ. If, if, if it's an internet cafe, I presume when they run out of credit and, yeah, um, you know, because they haven't been paying because yeah. they're dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, 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 you know, but maybe, you know, maybe there's some kind of subscription model where, you know, you kind of pay for a month's use or something and, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it works over there. But yeah, so I mean, that's sort of that's sort of one of those things that's that's really haunted. As I say, I I I didn't see the dead person, but mm-hmm. it was obviously over the Easter holidays when it was nice and warm in a room that wouldn't have had any air conditioning because mm. it was vacation. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can probably figure the rest out for yourself. I can, Doc. Doc, what have you been listening to, sir? Um, an old favourite. An mm-hmm. old favourite of ours. Um, why don't you let it rip? And we'll, 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 we'll both smile and wax nostalgic. Here we go. Bethlehem, by the way, listeners. Shatten aus der Alexander Welt is the name of the track. What a fucking song that is, Doc. Yeah, wow. Really wow, you've taken that there, sir. 
Um, yeah, uh, it just sort of carried away on a, a, a mist of nostalgia and emotion oh, for a little while there. Wow. The torment in his voice. Yes. Oh, and just that, the, like the sinister... The, the, the sinisternessness of the, <laughs> of, of, of the, of the you know the, the clean music behind it. I mean, it's one thing when they kind of like, double strumming away like fucking demons, and that's fine. But actually, it's when they strip away all the distortion, and it's just his fucking howls of anguish over the top of it. Doc, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Oh, mate, you've made me. You've you've, you've really cheered me up. <laughs> wow yeah a bit of bethlehem get that down your next guys funny enough i've gone pretty extreme as well not as extreme as you though doc but, but still on the extreme end of the spectrum i've gone classic fucking vader de profundis Ooh. get this down your next guys much what do we think oh I, I i love vader yeah um, i think i'm very far from being alone in saying this vader popped up um i i think at the precise time when many people thought that morbid angel had gone off the boil do, mm-hmm. would, would you agree totally yeah yeah they're, they're, they're almost like the um like almost like surrogate morbid angel weren't they well yeah um mm-hmm. and like at exactly literally the exact month in time when people really needed like a, a, a new great hope for death metal mm-hmm. um then the chums from poland stepped That's up right. to the mark you're right um and delivered uh, th- th- the first song i heard of theirs was is it new dark age yeah uh dark ages i think it's called that So I'll always have uh, everlasting affection for uh, for Vader, um, yeah. and um, we finally got around to seeing them. If you remember, in yeah. um, in in the new JBs. That's right. And, 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 am I right that they supported Creator? I think you are. What I mean, what? Well, I I've seen Vader at least twice. Both times was at JBs, 
and certainly one time they supported creator I don't, I don't, whether, whether that's the one we went to together that's my only question um i've seen them supporting creator i'm pretty sure we both went to a headliner as well i really yeah uh-huh. it's certainly possible yeah um, absolutely and, and they are fucking monstrous live aren't they yeah um, and actually even though i call them vader because uh, i heard of star wars because i heard of death metal uh, mm-hmm. before i heard of death metal um as the bass player um reminded us uh, that actually pronounced vada all right well yeah but nobody's going to call on that so you know <laughs> no 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 native english speaker is going to see that name and call them vada because of the pernicious influence of star wars um yeah, and like the thing is, if you had to name your band after, if you had a choice between na- naming your band after your dad or yeah. the most evil man in the universe, yeah, 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 but Darth doesn't Darth Vader mean Dark Father in Polish? Is that all right? Well, yes, but um, yeah, presumably, uh, presumably, it should be pronounced Darth Vader. Darth Vader. I prefer Darth Vader, Doc. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Call, call me an old jingoist. Um, no. I, um, Star Wars is, is is really really full of um, stupid names derived from very literal descriptions um, of the character in foreign languages. Um, I, if I remember correctly, one of the spaceship captains in Return of the Jedi is called Mon Calmari, um, right. and he's a squid. That's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like my squid, isn't it? Basically. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> really good. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Come on. A bit of George Lucas bashing. Why not? Um, Doc, chow time. You ready? We've got a few. Unfortunately. Yeah, let's go for it. Here we go. We've got about let's, six or let's seven. Let's Here we go. I said that Morbid Tales by uh, Celtic Frost was considered by many to be a full album, but it's classified as an EP. I'm not sure if this is true, Doc. It's only six <laughs> tracks. And it's only 24 minutes. Can that ever be considered an album? What's your take on that, Doc? Um, oh, um, I believe New Day Rising by Huskadu. than that and that's definitely considered a full album wow yeah um how long is rain and blood about 28 minutes i think okay yeah so extra four but it's it's 10 tracks yeah it's but i mean on the other hand hot buttered soul by isaac hayes is almost two hours long and that's only four tracks
well, yeah, and, and I suppose Yes have definitely done, um, you know, albums with what eight tracks or something that the, the clock up ninety minutes or something. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a single album with with three tracks um, or a double album with four tracks. Mm-hmm. I think um, Crimson by Edge of Sanity is one track, forty five minutes. It's slippery, isn't it? It's slippery. The definition is slippery. It's like one of those things about what's what's a feature film, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, And because, listeners, we care about stuff like this, we debate endlessly what's the perfect winning time for um, a cheap exploitation film. Mo, I think you insist on it being 83 minutes, don't you? Well, 85 is my my number. Um, And mine is 78. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and there's really something about those few minutes that take it from being a short that outstays its welcome to being a fully fledged feature. And I think it's the same with albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably right, Doc. Anyway, we've got, we got plenty of chow to get on with. So here we go. Next up, Doc, you're going to be so upset by this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost hesitate to tell you this because I think it's going to traumatise you. Um, the good doctor here said that the best lyric ever in metal was... Go on, Doc. Chant the cause of pandemonium and recite the words of spell. There we go. And then boldly claimed that this was in a track by Celtic Frost. I've got some terrible news for you, Doc. It's not by Celtic Frost. It is, in oh. fact, it is, in fact, from the track Necromancy by the mighty, by the equally mighty, by the way, Bathory. Well, that that could even make it better. Well, and the exact lyric is, chant the force of pandemonium and recite the words of spell. So it makes even less sense than we thought, which is great. (laughs) But, you know, I'm... I'm going to salve myself because, like, yeah. being by Bathory is in its own way almost the tiniest bit cooler than being by, yeah. by Celtic Frost. Yeah, of course, no, exactly. Kudos to Bathory and all that, but that I mean, definitely, you know, definitely needed correcting. The fact that it wasn't that those that the words of spell were not recited by Thomas Gabriel Warrior <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were, <laughs> were recited by Quarthon Seth. <laughs> <laughs> In the Killing Fields episode, we flayed around a bit 
try, trying to identify the Morbid Angel album that was most heavily influenced by the success of people like Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails. I suggested it was Illid Divinum Satanus. But this makes no sense. That album was released in 2011, so therefore far too late. I think, in fact, sure. we were thinking of the oft-overlooked, certainly by me, I don't like the album very much, Formulas Fatal to the Flesh. Is that the one with Where the Slime Live on it? No, that's Domination, is Where the Slime Live. Yeah, the, the, that's the album. Yeah, because you've got Domination and then Entwined in Chaos is the live album. Gotcha. And then Formulas Fatal to the Flesh is the is the, the album, like the proper studio album after Domination. And yeah. that's the one where they kind of strip away all of the all the all, all, all the Trey Zakthoff mini solos, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just really kind of boil it down. And it, it, it and just like a bit like the the creator album we've talked about recently, cause for conflict, where they. Take away all a lot of the cool melodic stuff, and just give you like intensity, and and formulas. Back to the flesh is is kind of Morbid Angels equivalent album. I don't like that one. I don't like Cause for Conflict. I think, you know, there's a reason we fucking love guitar solos, and once you take them away, uh, you know something's missing. Doc. 
I mean, I'm willing to sort of accept the fact that when Godflesh formed, their agenda was to be napalm death with the metal taken out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine, but that that was something they did. That, that was something they invented, and that was something they did full time. It wasn't something they just tried to do once. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think unless you're sort of as obsessive compulsive as Justin Broderick is, um, and you just sort of spend your whole life doing nothing but searching searching for the perfect riff mm-hmm. or searching for the riff that you can just play for seven minutes without changing at all, mm-hmm. um, then you're, well, you just end up with a boring metal album, don't you? You're right, Doc. Yeah, you're quite right. Uh, we speculated that Meatloaf might have been in the Who musical Tommy. He wasn't. It was, I, I think, Doc, it was the Rocky Horror Picture Show we were thinking of because he's definitely in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something didn't quite feel right to me, so I went and had a bit of a nose around, and yeah, that's what I found. Um, Oasis's last album was released not eight years ago, as I stated, but actually an incredible 14 years ago. It was called Dig Out Your Soul and was released in October 2008. I don't know what all of those middle-aged men popping to HMV have been buying. In the meantime, Doc, it's a mystery. Um, Another copy of it, I assume, because they they, 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 like, they they wear one out every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, like those motherfuckers that only have played Call of Duty. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> in the Killing Fields episode, we missed out. Doc, we missed out an entire verse for some reason, I think. Um, yeah. The reason, obviously, being... Too much Budweiser and other kinds of Bud on most parts. So and, we were, and, and being very, very short of time. And we were a bit pushed, weren't we? So here it is. Evils of passion can drive reason to extremes. Love, hate and murder. Temporary insanity. On the edge of a demented personality. Emotional pain is a deadly reality. I don't think we need to comment on it, on it Doc. But never, ever, ever in the future, anybody ever say we did not utter every Slayer lyric at least once in this fucking godforsaken podcast, Doc. I've come to ask. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Doc? Um, hmm, I, feel we, I, I feel we're running a bit long and we have a shitload of lyrics to get through, Doc. So what... What do you what do you say we we drop the topic for one one episode? What do you think? I think we can do that, um, yeah. and maybe we can have an extra topic later on. Maybe we'll see what happens, Doc. So should, should we get on get on with the show? Definitely. Don't forget, guys. You can contact us on Twitter at Vercast or an email at slatanicvercast at gmail um, 
Let's move on. Okay, welcome to part two of the show. Here we're going to play through the track as usual. Tonight's track is track four uh, from Divine Intervention, which is, of course, Ditto Head. Here we go. Someone's grumpy. Yeah. Um, so, as you know, I don't normally have a preference for the very, very fast and frenetic Slayer songs. Mm-hmm. This one's quite a bit different, though, isn't it? Go on. It's Well, the riffing is very frenetic, but the pace of the melody actually isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the pace of the melody is... Yeah. Um, I think it's quite interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Because they're not actually changing notes very often. The speed right. is coming from, well, a combination of the drumming and just the the blitzkrieg nature of the fucking double strumming on the guitars, isn't it? Yeah, so this is a good time for me to ask, like, my equivalent of, you have your who played that solo question. I mm-hmm. have my... Is this difficult to play? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, from a standing start, yes. But if you're warmed up and your wrist is nice and loose, no, it's no problem. It's just double strumming, mate. Yeah, you know, as long as you're up to pace, no, not a problem. I think I wouldn't want to start a fucking gig with this, by the way. You know, Um, you know that 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 could be quite challenging. But three or four tracks in, when you're nice and warmed up, no, no bother. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Here in 1994, things are different than before. Violence is what we adore. Invitation to the game, got the place to be the fan. Every day, more the same. Murder me, I'm entertained. Now all the legally bound to mind, you kill us free. I'm a freedom punishment with the power of government. There's nothing for you to regret. Nothing to regret. I love the tone on the guitars on this album. I love it so much. I, I, I think it's why I still classify this album as, as kind of part of the classic era of Slayer. Um, because the tone on the guitar, they've, they, they, they've upped the treble, haven't they? The treble, it, it, it's way more trebly, but it, but it's still heavy. Um, and the lead lines, I think because of the, because of the treble on it, any kind of high notes really, really cut through. I think it's fucking great, Doc. Yeah. Um, do you think, uh, have they got something such as like compression on the guitar? Because the, the, there seems to be very little attack and decay. Um, huh. On this track in particular, because they're playing so fast and because yeah. there's so little attack and decay, it almost sounds like keyboards. Right. Uh, okay. Am I going mad or do, do, do you sort of, do you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I can't hear keyboards. I, I understand what you're saying when there, where, where there's no kind of attack or decay. Um, compression, I always struggle with um, because to me, compression, when I think about compression, I think about it, it kind of makes the sound bigger. Um, you know, so you like compress it 
So then the layers become denser and effectively the sound becomes bigger. But I don't think that's what's happening here, Doc. I just think they've cranked the fucking treble up. Um, sure. They've cranked the treble up. There's still plenty of bass on there and they've stripped out those middle frequencies, I think. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm, I'm no expert, Doc. I, I ain't no sound engineer. But, you know, to my untrained ear, that, that that's what appears to be happening. Yeah, I just scraped all the middle out. Just scrape the middle away, basically. And so you're just left with these two extremes of, of the sound spectrum. Um, so, so, you know, but, but, but keeping the bass element there, it still sounds nice and nice and fat and heavy. And the treble's there. So, so, you know, so that gives it that kind of abrasive, bitey, bitiness, basically. And then when yeah. they do go high, it really cuts through any bass that's there. It's just kind of pierced effectively. Definitely. Interesting. Let's carry on. Mm -hmm. um, I'll bear in mind what you said. Now, I'll, 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 I'll see if I can pick out what you described. Here we go. And if you get any thoughts about compression, Doc, please feel free to explain because it is something I struggle with. <laughs> I'm going to skip back a bit because that's a killer change. Here we go. Before you do regret. What a fucking riff, Doc. Groove your fucking asses off. We're Slayer. It's 1994, and we're here to groove your fucking asses off, Doc. It's Whoa. nice, isn't it? Whoa. Yeah. It is nice. Wow. What a fucking transition. Yeah. Because of the technical problems, dear listener, for once, me and the Doc aren't looking at each other. We're just hearing each other's voices. My head was fucking bobbing along to that, Doc. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, definitely. Cracking. Here we go. Oh! Name that solo, Doc. Um, I'm going to say that's Jeff. That is Jeff. And what, what made you say that? Um, I'm using the technique I've developed recently, which is um, to think, to, to try to imagine who I think it sounds like according to the most basic Slayer cliches. Second guess myself. And then, because I'm always wrong, second guess myself again. So, so basically, go with your, go with your gut instinct. Well, I thought it sounded like Jeff. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant, Doc. Here we go. Is that the most discordant thing Slayer have written to date? That 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 ten second passage there, Doc. 
I agree. With, I, I think the exact expression is discanted, isn't it? Oh, go on. Um, tell, tell us more, Doc. Well, it's... It, once again, musicologists are going to be, like, sobbing into their vermouth. Gnashing their teeth. Yeah, go yeah. on. Um, I think it's discordancy that sounds right somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it, it's it's the style that's always attributed to carcass, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Discounting, like, yeah. discounted harmonies. Yeah. Um. So effectively, you have two instruments that are out of tune with each other, but they seem right somehow. Mm-hmm. And I expect there's a piece of harmonic theory that explains that. But, but I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I did. I think again, you know, with six albums in, and they are, you know, they are demonstrating new techniques constantly, aren't they? Um, new techniques and new influences and a willingness yeah. to experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they just never stop, do they? They, they do not, Doc. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run that back a bit. I, I want to hear that again. Here we go. Solo doc, what do you reckon? Uh, are they tricking you, or is it obvious? Well, that should be Kerry King, shouldn't it? Well, it should be, but is it? Yes. Yes, it is. Correct, sir. Well done. <laughs> I got you, Slayer. I got yeah, you. I got you. you I got you. You motherfuckers! I've cracked your code. Yeah, I'm going to run it back to to pre-solo. Let's listen to the solo again, and then blast the rest of the track out because I think it needs to be listened to from that point. Here we go. <laughs> Let's start it back! There we go. That's track four uh, from Divine Intervention. It is, of course, Ditto Head. Oh, I mean, there's stuff to unpack there, isn't there, Doc? You know, the, 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 clearly the most ferocious track they've written since Rain in Blood. Were they, were they trying to make a point? What do you think is going on here, Doc? They're, they're just trying to throw some colour around on this album, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a funny old track to mix a sort of insane aggression of the first passage, with, like you said, that, that, that delightful groovy bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this odd noise section. Um, and we don't get anything that's definitively Slayer until the last bit, do we? Yeah, when it kind of blasts off, and almost kind of gets into that kind of chaotic, kind of raining blood ending, you know. Or killing yeah. In fact, we, we talked about it on Killing Fields, didn't we? That almost feels like it's falling apart. And again, this is the same. They go so fast. It, it's almost like the guitars are really struggling to keep up with the drumming. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so I'm assuming you like this track quite a lot now, don't you? I like it rather a lot, Doc. Yes, I do. 
there's not much of it, but there's a lot to like. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it particularly that works for you, do you think? Well, you know, I've got, I'm a speed merchant, aren't I? You know, um, yes. well, you know, when, when Slayer put the fucking accelerator pedal down, <laughs> my ears prick up. Um, and, I, 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 you know, and, and my, 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 my heart starts beating, my blood starts pumping. Um, the, the Mixing it up with that, with that super fucking groovy kind of breakdown in the middle. I think is absolutely marvelous. That that weird, weirdly kind of um, discanted. I think was the word you used. Like, I think that's. I'll right. never forget that doc because, it, of course, that's that that the name of the of that carcass. I'm discanting the insalubrious. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, yeah, that, 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 that's a little mnemonic that's now in my head, basically. So thank you, thank you for that, sir. Um, yeah, I, it just it just pushes all of my all of my extreme music button stock all in two minutes thirty seconds. And what can you say? Um, can I you mean, say? No, no higher praise, right? Yeah, not at all. Yeah, uh-huh. I wasn't sure. Um, what I would think of this track because I, I haven't heard this album in quite a long time, and I, I think previously, you know, I've kind of gone through waves of really loving this song, and finally get a bit kind of I don't know a bit try hard I suppose, um, almost like you know like desperately trying to recapture rain in blood. But no, I don't know what I was thinking, man. It, it, this is just a bunch of guys right at the fucking top of their game, just saying saying to all of their competitors. You know, fuck you. Look what we can do, and just delivering it's fu- it's fucking great, Doc. Yeah, um, I there's quite a few bands who do this. Um, I'm not going to talk about them at the moment. Uh, superficially, it does sound like it's trying to recapture Rain, but it 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 isn't actually anything like anything on Rain and Blood. If you think about it. Um, I suppose the nearest equivalent on Raining Blood would be something like Jesus Saves, you know, where, you know, because that, that mixes up, that mixes up um, the intense velocity and super groove. Yeah. That'd be the nearest equivalent, I think. That's the closest you get, but I, yeah. I still don't think there's anything quite like it. No, 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 no I agree. I agree. This is very much, this, you know, this is, this is thrash Slayer style. The you know 1990 style too, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I agreed with myself there, Doc. Did you notice? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, every so often, listener, I will talk about myself in the third person and then agree with myself. Yes, that, <laughs> that's how much of a prick I am. <laughs> um, anything else to say, Doc? Before we get into the into the lyrics. Uh, well. It- 
I think it's one of those songs that, you know, speaks so loud and clearly for itself that I'm left with very little to comment on. That's all right, Doc. Yeah, um, it, it, it's just like, a, it's it's so in your face, isn't it? it just, and like you say, it just speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think it needs or tolerates much elucidation. Fair enough, Doc. Lyric time? Yeah, let's. Welcome to part three of the show, which we call from time to time. Remind me, Doc. Ego speak. Thank you, sir. Like that. Um, Just like that. that. Just like that. Uh, We're going to read through the lyrics and uh, dissect them. Um, I'll start, Doc, this time. This fucking country's lost its grip. Subconscious hold begins to slip. The scales of justice tend to tip. The legal system has no spine. It's corroding from inside. Slap your hand, you'll do no time. Reality on vacation. All across a blinded nation. Mentality under sedation. Anyone can be set free. On a technicality. Explain the law again to me. So... We're back in full-on kind of like contemporary politics, aren't we, Doc? This is this this, this is a new angle for Slayer on this album. Well, uh, this is either this is either one of those Slayer performing in character, somebody else's point of view tracks, um, or else it's completely fucking laughable. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, this is like whoever these words are being put into the mouth of. And God forbid it's Tom Araya's own. Um, it, well, it, it's it's just full on redneck reactionary King of the Hill stuff, isn't it? Well, it's funny you say King of the Hill, isn't it, Doc? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but I find it hard to believe that this is the actual opinion of a man who was claiming, who, who was complaining about the fact that America's gone commie and the government's everywhere and, 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 and controlling everybody and, like one song ago. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of it both ways. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with, like, before, uh, it's, it's another one of those Slayer performing in character songs. So you think this is performative, not actually the... Got the legitimate thoughts of well, you know, obviously, I think with a track like this, we do need to actually um, cite the author, which is of course Kerry King. The lyrics were written by Kerry King, um, the music too. So the, the, you know, this is this is a full on Kerry King jam. Um, so Kerry, Kerry, which is it? Is America too authoritarian, mm-hmm. um, or is it too sloppily liberal? Would do you, you remember, explain to us, please? Do you remember, Doc? Because uh, you're talking about fictional reality, yeah. which was the kind of the, the, the lyrical themes in that seem to be the kind of fear of, of communist incursion into American society. Am I right? Oh, yeah, he explicitly uses the word socialist infiltration. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I didn't remember that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, um, hang on. I, I, do you remember who wrote those lyrics? It, it was Kerry. Was it? Yeah, I'm, I'm just double checking. So you that, should, since we're throwing some accusations around at the moment. Um, I'm not beyond thinking, like, now we've come to this track, I'm not beyond thinking that they're both performative. Mm-hmm. Um, unless Kerry is really, really badly bipolar. 
You're right, yeah. Fictional reality, music and lyrics by Kerry, and it's a head music and lyrics by Kerry. Yeah, so yeah, so it, it's fast. And, and, and so the choice to kind of put them back to back on the album is really, really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, do we have, like, it, do we have a concept album about different opinions that different Americans have about their own country? Mm hmm. Um, I would like you to keep that. Don't answer it now. I'd like you to keep that thought in your head as we're going forward through the album. That's fascinating, Doc. You know, maybe this is, it's almost like Kerry King spoofing everybody, you know. Um, or going around America with a tape recorder, collecting different people's opinions about their country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a great idea, Doc. Anything in particular about the, the, Obviously, we, you know, we're talking in broad strokes. But any any particular lyrics jump out at you here that, that, that you want to comment on in the, you know the, 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 this first section? Um, in in these first, uh, I'm kind of glad about the fact that we've gone back to we've gone back to Kerry King trying harder than he can really pull off. Yeah, because I loved it when Kerry King got legitimately good at writing poetry for a little while, but like you past comment on it at that time, Slayer were greater when their lyrics were worse because you could just mine so much out of, you could just mine so much out of them. Yeah. Um, so this fucking country's lost its grip. Subconscious hold begins. I mean, that, that's a fascinating couplet right out of the box. Um, you would think, wouldn't you, that an arch authoritarian would be uh, jubilant about the fact that the subconscious hold has, begin, uh, has, has, has begun to slip? One would, have, one would think that a, um, a flag-waving American patriot would identify the subconscious hold as being some brand of socialism or liberalism. Well, correct. Um, uh, and it also suggests like a slide into small government, really, which, which would, yeah. you know, we, you know, you, the, the the fear of, of 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 Americans, it seems to me, when when they think about socialism, is is the idea of big government. Yeah, I mean, well, um, less government uh, was yeah. a, a massive tenpole statement of um, the, the the Reagan regime. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, no new taxes, less government. Yeah, um, all of that stuff that's sort of passed into the lexicon of libertarianism nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's it's sort of one of those things that it, it'll be, but it, it, it's worthwhile spending a couple of minutes looking back through the lens of history at, um, because actually, at first sight, who really doesn't want less government? Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't we all like less government? Of course, yeah. I don't think anybody genuinely, you know, kind of likes the I don't know the tax man poking around in their finances, for example. But, uh, I mean, I think one of the things, that, one of the things that it takes to be a mature citizen or to view politics maturely is to understand that um, there are certain things that you might not personally like. Mm -hmm. um, the people who like, and I, I've, I've harped on this before, um, the people who want less government also seem very, very happy that roads get maintained and that social security is available when they need it and socialised healthcare is available when they need it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not talking about the US now. Sure. 
um, this song is very clearly written from the point of view of someone who is disappointed that the legal system has no spine. And you know, that's, that's, that's a long way from my justice is at my head. The, the legal just just the, the, the legal system has no spine. I find that strange to be written, you know, from a from from an American perspective, because I think the American legal system seems to be much more punitive than like, the European <laughs> legal system. You, you know, if you if you compare, you know, the the, the punishments handed out in America for particular crimes. They seem to be much harsher than if you committed the equivalent crime in, let's say, Finland or Norway or, or, or the UK, for example. And, of course, this is one of the main complaints of constitutional libertarians. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of the main complaints of those people um, is that the, the US culture and society and government and legal system, which exists today, bears no relationship to that envisaged by the founding fathers and the writers of the constitution. I seem to remember, um, I seem to remember either reading or watching something that was banding about statistics whereby something like 10% of the American population has or has been, no, is or has been in prison. Goodness gracious me. Mm-hmm. And 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 the the comparison they were making was the the only country on earth that is equivalent is China, um, and 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 it's drawing this really interesting parallel between these kind of diametrically opposed um, political ideologies, but 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 in, but but in actuality, like the way they treat their citizens, you know, it, it's a fucking Mobius strip, isn't it? The way they treat their citizens ends up being almost the same. Yeah, um, and I suppose it's also truistic that one of the, one of the things that's most disturbing for anyone to look at is um, a, a distorting mirror. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're looking at yourself, um, but twisted the, out of shape, yeah, and yeah, and and all of the least flattering aspects, like um, your funny shaped nose and that big spot on your forehead, mm-hmm. magnified to grotesque proportions. Mm. Now, you know, these lyrics are so are so kind of I don't know baffling to me because it either either Kerry King here is either it's performative and Kerry King is kind of you know using the voice of of, of a narrator that, that 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 is not reflective of his own opinions and of course that's perfectly valid. Fuck. You know, I write fucking, I write stories from time to time for fun. And, uh, you know, I, I make my character say the most awful things that, you know, that I would never possibly say in real life. Um, right. So I get that. Um, this, is, or, this is a really valid point. This is a re- I'm really sorry to interrupt you, but this is a massively right, valid point. Um, am I, is, is my conviction in my own political or social opinions so weak and so fragile that I have to have them reified with every single film I watch and every single song I listen to. Exactly. Um, I I mean, am I secretly worried that if I listened to an album of um, 
Hitler Youth songs, mm-hmm. um, I'd first of all find myself humming along, then mm-hmm. I'd find myself memorizing the lyrics, and then I'd find myself agreeing. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, is my subconscious hold? Am, am I secretly worried about that? Well, this is kind of what I think about these kind of, you know, these Islamic motherfuckers who go around beheading people because they had the audacity to show an image of Muhammad. You know, do you do you believe that Muhammad is such a fucking weak, feeble, pathetic fucking deity? You know, that any kind of mockery or representation is somehow going to. So they're going to, 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 to enfeeble him in some way. Get fucked, you fucking moron. I mean, one, one assumes that the creator of heaven and earth is a little bit more resilient than that. We'd think so, wouldn't you? You would think, um, would you not? And, you know, it's... Um, I know the argument is always, um, ah, uh, since the dispensation of the, uh, the Last Testament, whatever you consider the Last Testament to be, Mm-hmm. Whether you consider it to be Deuteronomy or Revelation or the Quran, um, God has been non-interventionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I I, I don't remember um, a volcano spontaneously erupting under Glen Benton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think that ever, I don't think it, that ever happened. He would love it if that happened, Doc. He sure would absolutely he would. love it. Yeah, absolutely love it, Doc. We've got lots of lyrics to get through. Should we press on? Um, yeah. Here in 1994, things are different than before. Life is simple, we adore. It's a to the game, got to play the video game. Every day, more the same. Murder me and anarchy, now all the legally bound to mind you kill spree. Under freedom, punishment, with the power of government, there's nothing for you to regret. Here in 1994, things are different than before. Violence is what we adore. Invitation to the game, guns and blades and media fame, every day more of the same. Murder, mayhem, anarchy, now are all done legally. Mastermind your killing spree. Unafraid of punishment, with a passive government, there's nothing for you to regret, nothing to regret. I mean, you tried your best to keep the score out of your voice there because of the rhyming pattern there, but 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 you failed. We all heard it, and it make it makes perfect sense if it's performative. Mm-hmm. It makes before it, it makes perfect sense if this is some old guy um, sat on his porch in Idaho. Um, and you could almost like do the Midwestern old guy voice along to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are different than before. Uh, and look, there's, there's no doubt in my mind at the moment that this this is this is performed in character. Yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I think you are right. Um, I think th- I think Kerry's being quite smart here. I think in a way he's almost taking, you know, um, like public perception of himself. And lampooning it in in quite a brilliant way, actually. Yeah. So I mean, uh, presumably by now, Kerry wasn't aware of the, w- was not unaware of the fact that some people suspected him of being a bit of a dodgy right winger, a bit of a, a bit of a fucking redneck, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, so, so I think I think he's just taking the piss. Um. I mean, there's no way that 
there's no way that Kerry King is performing a character named Kerry King mm-hmm. um, and making the bland statement or making the bold statement, murder, mayhem, anarchy, now are all done legally. There's, uh, there's no way anyone thinks... That's not what anyone really thinks. No, because, it? because it is so patently untrue, isn't it? Yes. You know, if you murder somebody, no, that, that is not... If I, if, if I walk up to somebody in the street and slit their throat, I am going to prison for a long fucking time. Well, even if you live in a part of the country where the police are woefully ineffective mm-hmm. and you can escape easily and get over a state border, mm-hmm. it's still not legal. No, that's true. I see what you're <laughs> if you get away with it, it's still not legal. I, I see what you're no. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, what you're saying. There's a weird thing. Um, this line at, at the top of the section I started with. Um, wouldn't it have been a marvellous perspective if you'd said, here in 2094, things mm. are different? Um, and that line is clearly there to make sure that we, the listener, understand that it's not a future dystopia song. Sure. Yeah, it's right now. It's it's the, it's you know, if you go and buy this album on day of release, we're talking about now, now times, the now times, the dread times. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just get more and more and more convinced with every line of this that I read that not only is it, not only is it in character, but it's also quite clever I, and not a little funny. I think it is quite comedic. It's parodic, isn't it, basically? Um, and, and, and good for him, man. Um, I'm going to put it this way. Um, the Dead Kennedys have got a ton of songs exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a, a, a ton of songs um, from right-wing perspectives. Um, well, well oh, you know, me, Doc, me, me and you have... have, 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 have played in, in in a band together and I wrote a couple of I wrote a couple of songs that were desperately right wing you know it did in some regards but it was always kind of with with, with like a little fucking wink to the camera effectively because I think if you're going to confront those subjects um and this is kind of still an outstanding criticism I've got of this song you can't condemn, or you can't judge, unless you've made a real effort to sympathise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the reasons right-wing perspectives are popular is they're terribly easy to sympathise with. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's your fault, it's the wicked foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, They're the reason you're in the state you're in, sure. not you. Yeah, it, it, the swarms of foreigners because the floodgates have opened, all that shit, you know? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and it's only when you begin to spot the contradictions, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, wait, am I a fiercely independent, ruggedly masculine individual, um, or am I a piece of flotsam um, adrift on the oceans of the world? Uh, because once again, you can't be both. Which which one are you, Doc? I, I'm a repulsive, tentacled, Lovecraftian entity. <laughs> good answer, sir. Good answer. Here we um, go. Um, I'm, I, not a, I, I, I'm, I'm not a slave. Uh, I'm not a slave to destiny. I am destiny. That's right. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. I am what you will become. Yeah. One of my uh, at work today, one of the what, what my my section leader isn't that a terrifying title by the way? My section leader. That's um, fantastic. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. I wish um, I had a section leader at work. Yeah. Um, he said, um, he's a funny guy, man. I like him a lot. And he, 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 got, he was dealing with a customer complaint. And they were saying, oh, you know, I, you know, I, 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 want, I want, you know, I, I want to, um, I, want, I want to discuss the store. And he said on the phone, he said, I am the store right <laughs> <laughs> i am the store i don't know you fucking genius man you know as, as he put the phone down i said do you think you're fucking judge red and he, he pounded his chest and said of course i do I am the store. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> really made me laugh. Yeah, great. Um, oh my goodness gracious <laughs> me. <laughs> um, um, hang on, make sure we haven't missed anything. Uh, correct, no, okay. correct. Of course, the correct response from you should have been Justice is Swift. <laughs> you got it, man. Um <laughs> Unimposing policy, no enforcing ministry, gaping with judicial flaws, watch a fading nation crawl. Then we got a solo, but then we, we keep up with the same kind of um, kind of lyr lyrical pattern, clashing with the public's frame. I'm the one that's placed in. I'm. I'm finding this difficult to read because it makes no sense. I'm the one that's placed in fame. Mm -hmm. Legislator sets the stage. Social slaves caught in my rage. Um, any thoughts, Doc? This, this, this just sounds like a load of old bollocks to me. Um, right. An imposing policy, no enforcing ministry, gaping the judicial floor. Um, he's naming two of the three branches of the state as defined by the US Constitution. Mm -hmm. And so he mentions the judiciary and he mentions the legislature. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't mention the executive branch. Um, so, crucially, the president is beyond criticism. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Uh -huh. 
um, he, he singles out and he identifies two of the three institutions of government in the US. Um, he names the judicial system, the, the judicial branch yeah. and the legislative branch. He doesn't name the executive branch or make any allusion to it. So well, what would that But wouldn't that be the ministry, Doc? Um, no, the um, the ministries will be part of the legislature. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, or possibly the judiciary. Um, the, uh, the executive branch is uh, the president. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, is... Is this, you know, is the president beyond reproach because presumably this guy voted for him? Mm-hmm. Or um, here's another idea: Is it not about the U.S. at all? Um, and this brings me to ask a question that you might know the answer to: Is there a totalitarian country which has just kind of fallen to bits because it can't be totalitarian enough anymore. Um, totalitarianisms tend to go out quickly and messily, don't they? Yeah, well, you, they, 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 they don't tend to last long, do they? Um, it, it, the Roman Empire made it a good thousand years, I think. Um, um, you know, the, the Ottoman Empire made it a similar length of time. Mm-hmm. The British Empire lasted a good 300 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the French Empire about the same. Uh, some of them do. Mm. No, I don't know, Doc. I don't know. Don't know the answer. But is it? Uh, uh, this is speculation. Want to know what you think? Um, is it about the Soviet Union, or is it about the post-Soviet Russian Federation? Fading. Oh, the, 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 the fading nation crawl. Um, yeah. I'm the one that plays in fame. Legislator sets the stage. Social slaves caught in my rage. I don't know, Doc. I don't, don't, no, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling with these eight lines. Um, yeah, and just let's have a look at that one line that makes no fucking sense. Clashing with the public's frame, I'm the one that's place in fame. Mm-hmm. What? It, 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 it's, it's, it's not English, is it, really? It, it, it's grammatically incorrect, certainly. Well, I mean, Clash Max, Cavalera, pro- the- Max Cavalera never wrote English lyrics that bad. <laughs> Clashing with the public's frame. Does that mean, like, frame of reference, do we think? Or, um, like, a, a, a reference to a kangaroo court or, um, you know, being, being hauled up on imaginary charges? Um I mean, the only lyrics that are putatively in English that make less sense than these, um, I think, I, I believe, come from Belgian House Acts in about 1994. I'm the one that's placing fame. I'm, you see, I think it should be. I'm the one that has a place in like notoriety, basically, isn't it? That, that, that's what it's saying, isn't it, I think? Well, yeah. That's, so um, how does that... Are we back to the spree killers now, then? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, yeah, I think he's talking about like natural born killers kind of shit, isn't he? Platoon. Wall Street. Born on the 4th of July. JFK. Oliver Stone's vision has changed the way we saw our past. Now he takes a look at where we are and where we're going and you'll be shocked 
at what he sees. Well, this this very odd phenomenon, um, and I think it's a very, I think it's a very '90s phenomenon um, of spree killers and school shooters and um, workplace shooters acquiring an odd kind of glamour and an odd kind of celebrity. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but, but because I think I, I think the um, what well, you would certainly in, in in Europe, I'm not quite I'm not quite sure if it's true on American TV, but in Europe. They, um, you know, they, they kind of stopped naming them, didn't they? And stopped um, almost like glorifying them um, to, 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 to almost like to take away that desire, really. Yeah. Um, um, social slaves caught in my rage. So the, 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 that's just like sheeple, isn't it? Social slaves, that's like an old fashioned way to say sheeple, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I I toyed with the idea that it's a reference to the sort of very Marxist concept of wage slaves, but no, I don't think it is. I think you're right. I think it just means, um, I think it just means the blind followers. Yeah, like you know, like the people in the rat race. You know what I mean? The, you know, um, the, the nine survivors. All that. Are the blue pillars, mate? Well, you, well, the, the blue exactly. Yeah, you got it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I think I think so, Doc. That's who lines here, Doc. Administrative anarchy, there's nothing you can do to me. The world around you drifting to a continental tomb, you see. Violence is my passion, I will never be contained. Living with aggression and its everlasting reign. Now, these are great verses. These are great words, and the meter is fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's really, really good, isn't it? And and the way it's delivered against the music, it's pounding, and that music is so fucking frenetic. And this is the point in the track where we talked about, you know, it's almost fucking. They're almost losing control, aren't they? At this point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, with tragic inevitability, we're going to talk about what the actual words mean. Administrative anarchy. Um, is that a purposeful contradiction? Because well, you can't have both, can you? Yeah, you can't no. have both, can you? Um, there's nothing you can do to me. But, so what is this? Well, look, I think end? I think this is people like people that I know, like working class people that I know, who will, for example, go to the dentist and give a fake name? They get their dent, you know, they get their teeth fixed, but then, you know, but they never have to pick up the bill, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's something else I'm toying with at the moment. Um, it's the cracked logic of one of these spree killers or workplace shooters. Um, who believes that he has identified that because the because the judiciary is so weak and the policing system is so weak? Um, what's his plan? Is he planning to show up how weak and pathetic society has become by demonstrating in very real terms how unable it is to defend itself? Mm-hmm. Sure, is that what's happening here? It's what's possible. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an interpretation. You know, um, 
I'm going to show you why you need police. It's to protect mm-hmm. you from people like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're the guy at the top of the fucking bell tower with a rifle, just proving everybody wrong, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's perfectly possible, Doc. The world around you drifting to a continental tomb you see, this is what makes me think that it is definitely about America, you know, because Russia is not a continent, is it? Whereas, you know, North America is. There's two fascinating words here in close proximity. Uh, there's drifting to a continental. There's, uh, yes. <laughs> it's, what, yeah, it's beautiful, what, isn't it? Beautiful, actually. Yeah, I never spotted that, Doc. Yeah. Um, continental drift is the means by which the one world or the one world order broke up into many different islands and continents. Wasn't it Pangaea, Doc? Uh, Pangaea is speculative. Um, I I, I don't know whether modern geologists actually think that there ever was a single continent called Pangaea. Yeah, but but those motherfuckers don't believe in Atlantis, so what do they know? And they um, they don't believe in the edge of the world. I, I I don't think they even believe in the edge of the world, do they? Do they not believe in the in the thousand kilometre ice wall at, <laughs> at, at the edge of at the edge of the Antarctic? Well, no one's stupid enough not to believe in that. Christ Almighty, these fucking idiots, mate. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> is this guy speculating on what, like a um? In the future, there will be a return to some sort of mythical Pangaea, and oh my God, all of the countries will lose their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really, really nice line. I don't think I've got a clue what it means. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. It, it, it's potent. There's obviously deep thought in it. There's deep meaning in it, but but we're not in Kerry King's head, so we don't quite understand it, do we? No. Um, it is. It, it's it's one of these bits of like idiot savant poetry that Kerry King comes out with sometimes. And it's lovely. Yeah, it's great. And and the rest is obvious. And and then you've got like the nice little kind of self-referential everlasting rain. And again, you know, it's nice to see a bit of uh, Slayer cosmology from time to time, isn't it, Doc? Um, there, there, was, there was a bit of. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure I spotted a bit of unintentional mildness. Oh, go on. Um, uh, you carry on for a second. I, I've, I've got to see if I can spot it. Well, you, just that everlasting rain, basically. You, 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 you know, just this, the, 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 you know, the, the, the everlasting war, the everlasting rain. Things just keep repeating. Doesn't matter what we do, it's all going to happen again. It, it has happened before. It will happen again, basically. Yeah, Slayer, we fucking dig you for this shit. Yeah, um, that was a bit of um, an, intention, an intentional Slayer mildness. Things are different than before. <laughs> yeah. um, it makes sense in context, um, but it, if someone asked you to give them an example of some really extreme metal lyrics and ah, blood and Satan and zombies yeah. and gore and, and, and rape and mayhem, they go, here's one. Things are different <laughs> That's great, Doc. Yeah. I, Doc, I, I must be honest, I really, really like these lyrics. I, I know it's kind of paranoid right-wing drivel for the most part, but I, I, think, I, think there's, I think there's some great poetry going on. You know, like, 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 you know, like, like sub-A-level level poetry, which, which always pleases me. Um, hey, just, 
talk about that for a second so that I can leave having reached a conclusion. There is no way this is Kerry King's opinion. I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think it's possible. I, do, um, I don't think the likes of Tom Araya, who seems like, like a real kind of like hippy-dippy fucking Buddhist motherfucker when you hear yeah. him talking in interviews, he, 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 he is not going to associate with some kind of fucking, you know, you know, like far right fucking nutball for, for for the best part of thirty five years. It's no, not going to happen, Doc. I don't think so. No, I, I mean, I'm I'm sticking with this idea. Um, the narrative is this: um, our protagonist um, believes that law and the institutions of law and the institutions of social control have become so lax and powerless that he can do what he likes. Yeah. Um, and he is presenting himself, he is presenting himself as the guy that you people need to be protected from. And that's yeah, it. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I think I think we've reached consensus, actually. Um, should we move on? Yes, please. Yes, that's good. Because I need a wee. Here we go, mate. Before <laughs> um, we get into the last bit, yeah, can mate. I tell a final little elucidatory story? Go on, mate. Um, I said there are lots of songs by the Dead Kennedys that um, sort of do, do, do this performing in character as um, an extremist who they putatively would never agree with ever. Um, there's one called I Fought the Law and I Won. It's about the the guy who shot Harvey Milk, and it, it, it's it's ever so funny. It isn't, but it's kind of. Um, I knew the guy who shot Harvey Milk was acquitted on the grounds of what was called the Twinkie defence, and because of the word Twinkie, I assumed that the Twinkie defence was that you had claimed that the person you murdered had made a homosexual advance to you, and you were acting in in in, in alarmed self defence. Sure. <laughs> in in the UK, it's called the Guardsman's defence. Um, and I assumed that's what he got. I didn't realise that the meaning of the Twinkie defence is that the guy Clay, the guy got away with a homophobic hate crime on the grounds that he'd been driven temporarily insane by eating too many Twinkie bars. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's sort of one of those stories that the first time you hear it, it makes you like reread it and go, what? Mm. Anyway, sorry, carry on. It could, it could be like like the sunny delight defence equally. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like, like quaff quaff a couple of litres of sunny delight and go and go. Sunny D, mate. Start sunny, raving, D. sunny D, sorry, mate. Sunny D yeah. and go start raving mad. Yes. Yeah, mate. Well, well, I imagine we're going to get uh, fucking Red Bull and Monster Energy drink defences anytime, anytime now, man. Well, do you remember the um, there was a, some sort of like chemical stuffed orange flavoured drink in the UK that was blamed for a series of assaults, some of which became quite serious, 
where children would rush up behind other children um, and hit them on both sides of the head with their clenched fists. That was tango, wasn't it? Wasn't that tango? <laughs> was it? You've been tangoed. Yeah, you've been tangoed. I think, yeah, I think that's what it was. That was their marketing campaign, wasn't it? Where... No, when you've been tangoed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the advert was some kind of fat guy. Um, very, very orange-looking, fat, bald guy. Yes, and and, and, he, and he he kind of got to strangers and just, and just slap them around around the face, basically, <laughs> effectively like happy slap them, basically. Well, you know that, that that's that's what it would come to be known. I think happy slapping. Hello, Johnny. I think we might use a video replay here. Super, Ralph. Let's do that. Oh yes, we could be in for a quintessential Chango sensation here. Yes, Ralph, the big orange fellow run in from the left, and he gives him a good old slapping. It just illustrates the bite and buzz oh, of real oranges in Django. Yes, Ralph, super taste sensation, smashing drink, lovely. You know where you've been tangoed. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least one small child, and once again, not remotely funny, but one small child died from a brain hemorrhage. Uh, after being tangoed. Yeah, you know, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, if, if I don't know, if, 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 there was a guy, you know, you know, like the, um, what's it called, man? The, um, oh, fucking hell, the Darwin Awards, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, where they... Um, people who are too stupid to live do yeah. the world a favour by taking their genes out of the gene pool and thus helping it survive. That's it, isn't it? You know, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, one example was somebody who had watched the film Up, the Pixar movie Up. Good afternoon. Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? No. I could help you cross the street. No. I could help you cross your yard. No. I could help you cross your... No. Ow. All his life, Carl Fredrickson dreamed of adventure. Today, his adventure is finally taking off. In which um, somebody attaches a bunch of fucking um, helium-filled balloons <laughs> to themselves and floats up into the sky, and somebody did this, and and and, and shockingly um, ended up, <laughs> you know, not falling to their death. The version of that that I heard. Um, was because he assumed that air was better. He right. tried his experiment very close to a, Uf, a, a US Air Force base, and about 400 feet off the ground, he got hit by a C-135 cargo plane. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to part four of Slytanic Bearcast. Here we're just going to give you our final thoughts and stuff, eh, we, Doc? Eh, we? Um... Writing credits, music, Kerry King, lyrics, Kerry King. According to Set This Doc, this was played 437 times, putting it in an astonishing, actually, 22nd position. Um, 
first play, uh, SFX Hall in Dublin, 6th of November 1994. Most of these tracks seem to have been debuted on that particular night. Uh, last play, somewhere called Jahali in Helsinki, um, December the 8th, 2018. According to Loudwire, um, they put it in 73rd position overall. And they say this, musically, Ditto Head packs the same intensity as some of Slayer's most iconic songs, but it's hampered by a lazy rhyme scheme and far too many lyrics crammed into each line. Around- <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point, isn't it? It's a fair point. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Too many lyrics. <laughs> I just can't help but no, I, I, I can't help thinking of the um, the bit from Amadeus where the slightly retarded king of Austria um, gets gets a little sniffy about Mozart's latest composition and goes, "Too many notes." Too many notes, darling. Well, Herr Mozart, a good effort. Oh, well, decidedly that, an excellent effort. You have shown us something. Quite new tonight. It is new. It is, isn't it, sire? Yes, indeed. So, then you liked it. You you really liked it, sire. Well, of course I did. It's very good. Of course, now and then, just, just, just now and then, it, it, it seems a touch... Um... What do you mean, sire? Well, I mean, uh, occasionally it seems to have... Um... Oh, how shall one say? Um, how shall one say, Director? Too many notes, Your Majesty. Exactly. Very well put. Too many notes. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Araya, who must have thrown chairs in the studio after getting tongue-tied on this track, rushes <laughs> his delivery and, for once, highlights that pure speed might not always yield the best result. And that's our good friend, Joe DeVita, who you know, famously put fucking Kinning Fields in that 106th position. Um, I don't agree with this position either. I think this is far too low again. I just don't think this guy likes his album, man. So why the fuck are they giving him this album to review? I don't know why they'd accepted his review. Um, could you excuse me for a second, please? Please. I've just learned um, there may be power cuts imminently. Blimey, Doc. Jesus Christ. We, we, we've never recorded an episode with, 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 with genuine peril before, Doc. No, we haven't. Wow, here we go. Um, go on. This is Storm Eunice, I believe. Yeah, it's a nice name, actually. It is nice. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's try and get the episode done before the uh, before the before the storm arrives. Winter is coming, Doc. Winter <laughs> is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Any, any, any last thoughts, Doc, before we pronounce? Um, no, I mean, 
I don't know why they accepted his review. Um, and I don't know why he turned it in. But I can kind of imagine you catch this album in the wrong mood or on the wrong day and you could really end up disliking it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but if that was him on that day, I think he'd have been better off saying, I'm not really in the mood to review this album. Yeah, not for me today. Yeah, not for me today. Any final thoughts, Doc, on uh, Ditto Head before we before we before we pronounce skulls and swords and all that kind of shit? Sure. Um, I can't understand why I never listened to this album when I was listening to Slayer a lot. Of, I, I'd, so far, I don't have any evidence that it's any kind of a falling off from the the, the purple period. Mm-hmm. Doc. What have I been telling you for the last fucking nine months, man? Oh, I know. I know, but, I know, I know. Like, how did this ever get past me so bad? I know. I think there's a prejudice that, a small, almost unconscious prejudice that I have, that when a band goes away for a long time, they're never as good when they come back. It was only four years. Only? It was only four years. Four years is not long. Um... And then there's a lineup change in there as well. A lineup change, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I'll, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. And who's never had a lineup change before? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, probably a few of my prejudices working against me. I think. Mm-hmm. I am pleased to hear that it, it. It seems like you're enjoying this album far more than perhaps you expected to. Far more than I expected. Yeah. Um, I once again. For no good reason, I can't think of why I thought this, but I just had the idea that the the 90s, and particularly the mid-90s, were not kind to Slayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ditto Head, Doc, something we haven't mentioned. What, what the fuck does the, what, what does the title mean? Well, the only thing I can think is probably the same thing that you can think of. Um, a, a ditto is a thing that you... It, it's, it's, it's a mark you put in a line of text Mm-hmm. That indicates that you're repeating the word immediately above the mark, doesn't it? With repetition, yeah. So, so again, is this kind of like just all people all thinking the same? So, ditto heads are just people that think the same as those that went before them. Or is it a reference to the Slayer cosmology? Is it the oh. eternal war? Duck, you've just blown my fucking mind. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready to pronounce, sir? I am. Go on, give me your swords. Um, um, this gets eight out of ten. That's an eight out of ten. Yeah, the dark. Yeah, and I think that is. I think that is fair enough. Um, yeah, where am I going to go with this? I mean, I really, really, really like it. I really, really like it, dark. But does it deserve perfect score status? <sighs> yes, it does. It, yes, it does. This is. <laughs> 10 out of 10, ditto head, 10 out of 10, 10 mo mouldering skulls out of 10. Oh, God. I don't think it is as exciting when I deliver a 10 as when you do, Doc, because I because I am quite liberal with my 10s, aren't I? Yeah, and I, I think um, I've only given out a few. Um, from memory, I think I gave Dead Skin Mask 10 million, billion, billion, million. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I Unfortunately, I can't verify at the moment because of our technical problems. So sure. I can't actually open the fucking document because my laptop is a piece of shit, Doc. Um, I think it's like the fingers of one hand of a badly failed Yakuza. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Doc. 
one way or the other, this situation is going to be resolved. And mm. I think I'm, I think I'm going to fucking win the battle. We'll see what happens. Doc, are we done? We are. We're all done over here. We're all done. Um, it's been a genuine pleasure, sir. I love these moments together. Um, don't forget, guys, you can contact us on Twitter at Vercast or on email at stantanitvercast at gmail.com. Next time, we're going to be talking about the fifth track from the album Divine Intervention. And the track itself is also called Divine Intervention. That's right, Doc. We've hit title track time. Are you excited? Ooh, uh, it's it was a bit of a spine tingler, title track time. It's funny, isn't it? Um, because because you assume that the band has a particular liking for the title track, don't you? Yeah. Because why else would you do it? Um, but, um, I mean, uh, Raining Blood is a great track. South of Heaven's a great track. Seasons mm-hmm. in the Abyss is a great track. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're not letting us down much. They're not. They're, so, fingers crossed, Doc. I'll see you next week. See you later. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.